0: Hello. Hi. Hello, listener at home, viewer at home in your chair. How are you today? I'm Neil, and you're listening to Tangential Advisory Podcast Episode 10. I'm Scott.
1: I didn't mean to suffocate on my coffee as soon as the uh, episode started, but here we are. (laughs) nailed it nailed that opening hell yeah Oh
0: man i've spent my whole day not choking and then the one moment i need to uh continue the trend can't do it no i i thought you were choking because you were trying not to laugh when i was doing that weird cheesy opening huh mostly just choking uh i mean
1: definitely amplified by the fact that the cheesy opening was a little funny but uh i was on death's door prior to that oh death's door huh uh, I haven't actually played any more uh, Darkest Dungeon, if that's
0: what you're going to imply. Ah, uh, okay. Well, but I will soon. I, I've just noticed that in general, like uh, the one saving mechanic in that game for me was uh, when I would get into a tough fight, and you could just, if you were lucky, sort you had someone. Trying. There would just be someone that was constantly on death's door. But never dead. Yeah, exactly.
1: Just stressed as hell. Um I don't we normally don't do this on the podcast and I don't want to make this a habit but I will say I've been playing uh I've been playing Darkest Dungeon on my Switch because boy the portability is nice but the Switch is not the optimal platform for playing it at all like you can't sort of do any sort of cursor hover to get information so you have to like track up and down and all across the screen Um, boy, wouldn't it be cool if there was another sort of handheld computer device that would let me play an indie game like Darkest Dungeon, um, with all of the benefits of a Switch, but none of the sort of, uh, like, limited control options.
0: Do we, do we know if it's going to have a touch screen? The Steam Deck? I have no idea. I
1: literally just heard about the Steam Deck. Uh, it's, it's only been a day or two since i i became aware of it and i literally didn't start looking into the steam deck uh like the details until pretty much five to ten minutes ago when i got my cup of coffee all brewed up
0: yeah i'm I'm trying i'm trying not to get too far ahead of myself on it either because like steam hardware in general it hasn't always been you know the best experience it's kind of been hit and miss
1: I, yeah, I would make the argument that the controller that they released for Sherb sure was very cool ideas. I have no idea about the actual func- function or usage, but the reason it never had me as a potential customer from day one is because it was incredibly redundant because I have a keyboard and mouse and I have an Xbox controller plugged into my computer. And truly, does does anyone need any more than that? I, th- I would argue no.
0: I think that much like the steam link that they released. The steam controller was part of a different sort of mentality, like a it was for a specific customer that wanted to hook up their computer to a TV without actually physically hooking it up, right? So like the steam link, it, which is like a little box. By the way, I I got one of these for $1. Uh the steam link can Hook into your TV, you know, across the house or whatever, assuming that it's on Wi-Fi, and Steam will then essentially transmit your computer's, uh, your computer's, you know, video to that TV, right? So with that in mind, I, I think like the Steam controller was the i it was an idea that you could have something that would function like a trackpad, but in the form of a controller that you could use from your couch on your TV that has the Steam Link hooked into it. And uh, meanwhile, you can also get your food from steam food, steamed food. It's their food service where, where all food is just steamed. Uh, but uh, yeah. Uh, one of our
1: uh, one of our listeners, Gizlek, did note, and this is very like this is to be fair to Steam, you can have any controller, and Steam can emulate it to behave like any controller. So.
0: I mean, my beef, I've talked about this before. I actually think we talked about this in like a former iter- iteration of this podcast, it, it, in one of the former iterations, but the Steam controller just didn't feel like an ergonomical solution to controllers, you know? Right. It wasn't the GameCube controller. And so... Or the Dreamcast controller. Never, yeah. It could
1: never be the the dominant uh, design in ergonomics. Right. But um, but it also wasn't the Wii mote, so it couldn't be the worst in ergonomic design either.
0: Oh wait, yeah, I was I was memeing about the Dreamcast. I think a lot of people hate that controller.
1: Oh well, I mean the GameCube controller is incredibly ergonomic. It's actually one of my favorite things about it. Is to this day, it feels really good to hold in your hands, regardless of your hand size. Even like I think even with bigger hands, just the setup of it is really nice with that primary A button. And then the ancillary X, Y, and B that you can just sort of roll, you know, a big thumb or even just the, like, lower thumb joint around and hit all those buttons very comfortably.
0: So so my question for you is, oh wait, Gizlik says, funny Dreamcast controller always gets praise for design. Is that true, though? I feel like people talk about the, the grips being too slim and, like, whatever. Do- doesn't necessarily matter, I guess, but... Before we jump off of the topic of the Steam, the Steam Deck, not to be mistaken with the Stream Deck, which is another product that I have right in front of me. Uh,
1: yeah, I don't want to leave because I have two things left on the Steam Deck. One, if you become an early adopter, does that make you a deckhead? Two, they do have, uh, <laughs> on a more serious note, they are talking about a, uh, a dock option. Um, this is where it really sort of says Nintendo Switch. We love those ideas, yoink. And uh, my favorite thing about it that shows that, of course, they weren't thinking about the Nintendo Switch as a competitor whatsoever, because uh, on their on their like promotional description on their website at store.steampowered.com, there's a dock, comma two. The dock props up your Steam Deck while connecting to external displays, wired networking, USB peripherals, and power like a certain device that we may know of. This is the best part, though. You can also use a powered USB-C hub if you've got one lying around. Almost like, hey, you want a Switch? No worries. Use your Switch dock. Uh, but we won't say that. We don't even want to, we don't even want to like, give a nod to uh, the, like, direct competitor to this device.
0: I, I was pretty sure I thought I saw a, a Twitter post where they basically were like, Yeah, we also we too fellow consumers were uh pretty bummed by the OLED Nintendo uh Switch release. So we decided to make our own essentially. Mm-hmm. But um and, and by the
1: way, we did this uh you know over the last weekend. Yeah uh, we just happened to scrap this this together real quick.
0: I don't I mean I I hope I hope it's a good product. I hope everything is a good product in general. I hope, you know, all video games turn out to be good. It's my optimistic outlook. Uh it's better for the consumer if things that are released for said consumer are, are of high quality. But I don't necessarily see the the benefit to um buying this like unless you have like accessibility needs i guess or you wanted to travel a lot maybe, maybe that's like the big thing but even for travel i think the battery time on it uh, it obviously is going to vary a bunch based on like how demanding the game you're playing is but i thought i saw one figure which was like the low the low number was two hours which is like Ooh, that's <laughs> that is low i mean maybe um, maybe only game gear is worse than that but
1: not very good I w- I will say one thing about the product is I actually I I was speaking to someone earlier about, uh, you know, who like who is the ideal sort of customer for this this type of uh, device. And it actually it turns out it's probably my sister, like my sister is maybe a perfect case of how this is a good like a good option if you don't have room or money to go all the way for a gaming PC. But you do want to play a bunch of sort of like AAA computer titles and also indie titles, um, for a price point that is going to be roughly half of what it is to you know have your own gaming PC. It the battery life is not great. That that sounds awful. Honestly, I do not like to hear that at all. Um, but as far as the accessibility into computer gaming. Plus the benefit of portability. Like there are a lot of people where this can essentially be the alternative to building a huge rig. It's just like, oh, I'm familiar with console gaming, but I'd like to get into PC gaming. Now I have uh, the PC switch. Like I don't think it's I, I think it could find an audience. It's kind of cool. And you know, there'll be there'll be plenty of people, I think, who also will just want to jump in on having what I think is a very unique piece of hardware. Like, the Switch is its own thing, and it, it is tied to Nintendo games and the Nindies that come to that. But I think this will have a pretty expansive library available to it through its access to Steam. So that'll probably be another big selling point.
0: I just wonder, like, how well it's going to perform when you have, uh, let's say, you know, I I... I get NBA 2K22 because you know that's a good idea, mm-hmm. and I decide to play that. Like, what what level of graphics will I be able to have uh, set on like the highest, the the $600, 700 seven hundred dollar like the top end version of the that's uh, a good Steam question. Deck? Like, is it going to be medium? Is it going to be high?
1: I will say too that once
0: you're at that top end, why don't you save up to
1: shell out the extra 200 bucks to get a pre-made rig that's going yeah. to take care of you at that point? I mean, like I, that's I, when the space option is really the only thing I think that makes a difference between that barrier, right? Like well, that portability,
0: accessibility too, though I think too because like I think Tiffany has an easier time playing the Switch than she does like laptop or console. I mean, Switch mm-hmm. is like, is a pseudo console. So, like, in, in her case, I definitely see it being beneficial because it's much easier for her to set that up than even setting up a laptop. But, like, then it, like it, it, it's kind of like what you mentioned. It, it makes sense, maybe, for someone that doesn't have a gaming PC or doesn't want to have a gaming PC mm-hmm. uh, that may be spending a few hundred dollars to be able to get access to games like, well, formerly, like Hades, that originally was only available on either the Switch or you know pc where like it it now has a release date after like a year of its actual release or or more uh for uh for playstation 4 slash 5 maybe an xbox a game that we're not particularly fond of but
1: sure (laughs) great example i guess
0: but i mean I mean, we it, haven't put in hundreds of hours on that particular game. It's, I guess, it's a bad example because by the time this is out, you know, it, by the time this is out, I think uh, Hades will be out for other consoles now. But, but there are Probably. a plethora of it, games that are not out for consoles, but they're out for PC for one reason or another, like uh, the spell casting one. I can't think of its name. The rogue light spell casting one.
1: Noita, Noita,
0: yeah. Yeah. Oh
1: shit, man. I've seen so many deaths in Noida from Kyle streaming.
0: That game's wild. <laughs> like that that'd be a perfect game, I think, for the Switch if the Switch could handle it, which I don't necessarily think. I don't think, think it, it can. can. No, I yeah. don't think
1: so. kyle I mean, Kyle's an animator. He has a pretty hefty rig because he'll do work from home. And I've seen Noida make it chug before in certain situations. Like it, it will pause. There is some huge frame rate losses with that game because it is a lot to calculate every pixel <laughs> in a in a screen,
0: yeah, absolutely, oh, but Tenkai Tenkai says the etchy horror game no that like uh w- what we've learned now is that um right, catboys et- on the go well et- etch like those etchy, scary games are are appearing on switch, they're appearing on switch before they appear on Steam at this point, oh like like scott did so you-, you can take them on the train yeah exactly you can you can take. You can take the the etchy scary train game on the train and be reminded of what could happen if ghosts come and you need to show panty shots or some bullshit to hide <laughs> from them. Man, gotta appease the ghosts. Uh... I, I we're living in like the the weird meme timeline, like the timeline where you straight up have like just barely censored porn games on on the Switch, and that. Sony won't allow them on their console anymore. Like that seems <laughs> insane. I know, right? Nintendo is the one deciding to push into the risque territory. Just just wait. Uh Leisure Suit Larry, which obviously I don't think constitutes his porn, but Leisure Suit Larry is going to show up on the Switch soon, guys. I mean, they
1: sort of they sort of opened Pandora's box by giving Mario that dump truck ass.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh Hey, but uh, what have you been doing outside of games, I guess? Actually, I truly have not been
1: playing games almost at all, because, Neil, I am pretty much all moved in. And you say, but wait, Scott, your background looks the same. Yeah. That's why I stop it pretty much. I have yet to move over my computer, which will be a wild time. Just a lot of work getting it out from this very, like, our listeners can't see anything, and even our viewers cannot see how ingrained I've sort of uh, made this setup into the desk that it's at, it's going to take a lot of effort and time. But also, I was uh, expecting to have this computer set up here for a little bit because I needed a new chair because I have complained many times that my chair is very old and uh, it it deserves uh, a chance to meet its final rest. Um, so I, I went... Chair shopping actually not too long ago, and thought I'd be waiting probably weeks for it to ship in because the uh, the company that I bought it from had pretty much plastered on every page on its website, and even before the checkout, we're trying to get uh, products to people as soon as we can, but we're experiencing some uh, unexpected and difficult shipping delays. So I thought, okay, if I'm lucky, I get it within a week. If I'm unlucky, you know, maybe two to three weeks out before I get this chair. Um, but I was hoping because it's more of a, it's like more of a base model. There's not a bunch of, uh, sort of edits I had to my order that it would be perhaps a little bit faster. And, uh, it turns out if you order just like a, a stock model from the floor, I put in my order Thursday Afternoon, I think, and it arrived Saturday morning. And I went, oh shit, this chair's here way too soon. I was not expecting it. So it's just been sort of being toted around in my car until I can get a second person to help me carry it because it's like 70 pounds. It's a heavy chair, a lot of metal in it. What kind of chair did I get, you ask? um i decided to uh pitch in i i saved a bunch of money finally finding a uh, adjustable desk i don't know if i told you but i was able to get my hands on one
0: what uh did i
1: did i mention that yeah we talked about Maybe it last I... week okay. or two
0: weeks ago obviously i oh good missed okay. a week from lack of power
1: that's right i finally got my hands on an adjustable desk uh an h-o-n uh like 30 by 60 desk and. uh Yeah, I don't know if we talked about that. I talked about the Uplift desks. I found an HON desk, which is very similar. It just doesn't have the C-frame to it. Uh, But I got it for less than half price because someone had bought it. The pandemic hit. It sat in their garage for like a year. And finally, they were looking to get rid of it on like Facebook Marketplace. So lucked out and saved a ton on my uh, chair and desk budget. So I opted for a Secret Labs uh, chair and uh, i'm pretty excited it's the new uh, titan evo like 22 series so got a lot of metal reinforcements magnetic parts cushions
0: jesus so you you instead of going for the uber professional you went into the gamer the gamer Mm -hmm. i went into the
1: gamer chair space
0: and i i almost got a pink gamer chair
1: But I did not. I, but I did. I went for cloth as opposed to the like compound leather or whatever that they do. Um, Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty excited. Uh, Let's see. What are what are the main features? Uh, I got a regular size one because I am a regular size kind of guy. And uh, let's see. Use their soft weave fabric. Got the plain. Like they have a. I think it's Black Cubed is the name of it. So it's sort of like black with some like charcoal elements to it. Because I thought, if I'm going to spill something on this chair, it's coffee. And cookies and cream, arctic white, plush pink, frost blue, and mint green are not going to hide that stain if it happens. A lot of this- these
0: colors, man.
1: Wow. I like the plush pink, actually. I think that one's kind of nice. And I wish the mint green were greener. But they- it's sort of a weird blue.
0: They just look like... Uh- shall we say they they look like um stain magnets
1: what's a stain magnet
0: like anything that uh anything you spill on it anything would show up on it yeah absolutely like the black obviously is is well black so that wouldn't be a big Mm -hmm. deal but everything else is so light colored yeah exactly I was surprised by that
1: but i didn't want to do leather so uh decided to go fabric i've i appreciate fabric overall in general a little bit more than like unless i'm getting like an actual sort of plush leather um and i guess i'm dropping a grand for like a herman miller chair then uh i felt like the fabric was probably the smarter buy i will say i almost went for a herman miller chair but i just couldn't i couldn't sell myself on it because I didn't want to spend a thousand dollars for a chair and be putting down payments on a piece of, on a piece of sitting furniture.
0: It's yeah, it's tough to, it was um, a big ask. It's tough to justify. I mean like if, if anyone would want to get like a Herman Miller chair or like steel cases chair, I think the, the big thing people recommend is just going to the used market and finding one second hand. Yeah, I mean, that's what I did with the desk, and that worked out really well. I, I would like a standing desk, uh, though, that's not going to happen until I, until I move. But um, It's yeah. pretty nice. I, I will say, uh, it, this HON desk that I
1: got goes lower than I would ever need. Like, I could sit on the floor on a cushion, uh, you know, like cross leg or what is yeah cross-legged or like crisscross applesauce is that cross-legged i don't know how you say that cross i truly
0: uh, i don't know i i only know of one way to say like how that sitting style is and it's not the most politically it's not correct way oh no yeah don't do that but so, anyway i he, would
1: i could do that with this desk, I can't because I have, a, I have a broken and shattered body and my knee will slip out a joint if I sit like that. It's like almost a guaranteed way to do it. So that's a bust. But otherwise, I mean, it goes that low, like maybe 22 inches off the ground or something, all the way up to about 60 inches off the ground, or, you know, five feet high. So... I mean, the, the adjustability between that and it has four memory settings means that I essentially plugged in like a uh, lowest setting and then a sitting setting that I think is the right height, but I'll fiddle around with it later when I actually get the keyboard all set up and then a suspected appropriate standing height and then maximum height on the memory. And uh, it's really fast, too. It's, it's a cool piece of
0: equipment. So how are you going to... Uh, well. I guess you only use the microphone that you're speaking into right now for the podcast, right? Otherwise, you use a headset mic. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, I I was just thinking about like all of the logistics in terms of uh, making a an adjustable high desk work for me because I've got like lots of cables and cords, monitors, mics, and speaker monitors. You know, like mixing monitors, Mm -hmm. uh, lights, camera. And so forth. And I'm just like, well, I guess everything would have to be anchored to the TV or TV to the desk or be Mm -hmm. adjustable in heights as well somehow. Yeah, I think I think you'd have a pretty
1: expensive build because I would probably take your monitors and set those up on arms to make more space. Uh, Your displays, I should say, your display monitors. Too many monitors, Neil. Uh, But I would put your display monitors on arms to adjust them to make more desk space. But yeah, I mean, that would be, that'd be a lot. And then you like, the other thing is I have just, I have a grip of zip ties that are ready to go. So I can do a bunch of sort of height adjustment to figure out what the ideal length of cord is. So I don't have a bunch of just like gangly cord hanging around. I didn't get any sort of like, that's the one thing that I did like about those uplift desks is like, there are a lot of different sort of screens or ways that you can put the cords. So they hug against the legs and are hidden um i don't think i have that option i'm not really that big on it but if you want a super clean look too then that's the other thing it's like you have to figure out just the right heights and lengths to like hook everything up in order to
0: have enough play with the heights that you're moving to or at do you find the uh the prospect of cable management um exciting and enjoyable or is it more pain in the ass for you
1: you only have to do it once. So it's like i just put on a podcast and get into it. But I don't like it. I mean, I'm not like super hyped, you know? Uh that's definitely yeah, that's not something that like entices me. I'm not excited to uh like set it up just the way I like it. Because ultimately what's gonna happen is I'm gonna set it all up. I'm gonna see how all the cables connect. And I'm gonna be like, okay zip zip like just zip tie everything so they're in nice neat little bundles and then call it
0: good i don't really have yeah i don't have any any uh expectations beyond that okay i i got a question for you um does your keyboard the keyboard you have right now have usb uh ports on it It does not. It's actually probably one of the cheapest
1: mechanical keyboards you can buy. It's a Rosewill, um, one of their base models. It's a lovely keyboard. I do. I think it's awesome for gaming. There's no like ergonomic design to it, but it actually feels great to use. But it's like an eighty dollar mechanical keyboard. There is nothing special about it whatsoever. It has a single port to plug in, and uh, what looks to be like a fairly old maybe USB 1.0 or 2.0 connection. And for like then a mouse or? No, for the keyboard itself, like for the keyboard to, con- to connect to the computer. And then that connection can be a USB port or that weird little circular, like the very old school mouse or yeah. keyboard port. I don't even know what that port's called.
0: Well, So, so I was curious just from the fact of like, I, I wanted to know if you were the type of person that a PS two port, I believe.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, that I, ugly little. I port. was
0: curious if you would plug your mouse into your keyboard if you had the chance or choice. I think. I it's, don't think so. I think this is. I mean, but it, it, it's it's definitely a possibility because a lot of keyboards, like even my Rosewill that I got from Tiffany, uh, because I can't spend money on a peripherals without feeling guilty um mine has like two ports on it and i've been using one for my uh my wireless adapter or whatever for this wireless trackball i use for Mm -hmm. one computer um but like but but mice cords are so long that like it feels really counterintuitive to have a cable you know, connected to the keyboard, which is literally inches away from where you have the the mouse, and then you have like a three or four foot long cable going off from it. So it's like you have to bundle a bundle it up and put it someplace. But then you're applying like resistance or force in some direction that can sometimes change the way that the mouse feels, depending on how far you move it, how far back you move, it and so forth. Yada yada. But mm. that's my tangent on mice cables and whatnot now my, I, I, my my setup is just a giant mess of cables right now it's a rat's nest just because like I've been adding things over time and I, I don't have enough room to really like go back in and dig everything out and rehook everything up I think it's exciting though like just being able to have like a completely clean slate in front of you an empty room and be able to establish and put things where you want them and then, assumedly, hopefully, have enough room to give you ample space to go back in and reconnect things when you need. Yeah. Um. Also, I completely
1: hear you on the peripherals end too. It, I, it took me so like it. It took my old headphones snapping for me to decide to buy these. And once I bought these, uh, headphones, I thought about the other headphones that I bought for my PlayStation back in the day when I was using, uh, PlayStation online, even just a little bit, um, tried playing some Divinity Original Sin with like Cookie and Lizzie, but scheduling, playing a game that is like, what, 60 something hours long is a near impossible endeavor. But I ha had these cheap like Amazon headphones that I bought for maybe under thirty bucks. And uh after I put these on, it was just like, oh yeah, I should feel like shit. Like <laughs> these head those other headphones sucked. And these ones can perform both functions. I could have just upgraded to these.
0: So Talking about just how cheap, at least I, I don't want to say it, that you're cheap too. But I'm like, a cheapskate. I will admit it here in front of the podcast and God. If that, you want to uh, hear how cheap <laughs> I'm I am, so
1: bad about it.
0: I've got so I, I have this monitor that I've had for probably a good three or f- oh, no 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 holy cow holy cow I, I I'm like putting things into perspective and it's like okay no it's been three or four years since I've moved last. Which means I've had this monitor for even longer. So we're talking maybe close to 10 years. It's uh, an Asus or Asus monitor, um, whatever. It's like 24, 27 inches, something like that. Don't exactly recall. I think it's 27 inches. Seems okay. Seems fine. The last place I lived, I don't remember exactly what caused it, but like a, a, a cable got snagged and the monitor face planted on top of like at my time my desk was made up of multiple tv trays <laughs> i mean you know like tv dinner trays you know like the oh ones no. that fold up so it, yeah. it, it it ran into like a keyboard and something else and it has has by the way i'm saying as in present tense this monitor <laughs> has like some big gashes in it like big scratches and so what did I do, knowing full well, especially, like, after years of this happening, I have had more than enough opportunities to replace this monitor, but what did I do? What did I do? I got some Vaseline, and I rubbed the Vaseline. <laughs> <laughs> and, you madman. And I, I I, applied the Vaseline onto the scratches of the monitor, and then you, like, you gently kind of wipe off the excess. And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, like... Under certain sorts of displays or screens or whatever I can see the scratches still but like for Mm -hmm. the most part if it's not just a a white Mm -hmm. screen I can't tell that it's horribly scratched up all over the place so yeah just don't have don't have a white background and have night mode on every time you uh browse the internet which surprise i already complain when sites don't have uh dark mode on or night mode so (laughs) i can see how shitty my
1: screen is you need to fix this
0: but yeah i i mean so i I don't have the same problem with headphones just because like i you know that's applied to things that i've had to do for a living but yeah like a mouse I ended up buying I, I bought this mouse for twenty dollars off of Jared. Not not the wireless one, um, but like my quote unquote gaming mouse off of our mutual friend Jared, who's appeared on past podcasts before. That he won it in a contest or something and was like, I'm not using it And so I'm yeah. like, I'll give you twenty bucks for it. Yeah, sure. So
1: Jared, Jared is the Santa Claus of uh gaming, uh, not even gaming, just computer equipment and peripherals. I miss him dearly. I went to sell my power, my old power supply, last week, and the buyer was just like, "Look, I'll up the price twenty dollars if you can get it to me tomorrow. Like if you can bring it tomorrow." And so I'm like digging through my stuff. Finally, got it all ready to go. And then they saw it, and I had sent them pictures of it the night before. Just like, this is it. Like, it's a 700 watt. Uh, This is, you know, the brand. These are the specifications. Like, you get to see the whole tag. And uh, I bring it to them. They're like, on second thought, you know what? It's not It's not like an 800 plus bronze or whatever. And uh, I I don't think I can do it. I'm sorry, man. I'm just like, fuck. Like, (laughs) I put in all this effort and time, and you have... You have burned me. Jared would never do this. <laughs> I, could, you, I could sell Jared a, a rat's nest of, of cables for a very fair price, you know, for both parties. And uh, I don't know. It was just in that moment that I thought I should have never moved. How am I going to offload all of my old computer equipment now that Jared's gone? Exactly. Time to move back. Ooh, uh, Bob's got a tip for uh, for Yied and Neil, and that is, by the way, the dark reader extension on Firefox slash Chrome can be used to override sites that don't have a dark mode. Good to know. I well, may we have also, to look into that. speaking of browsers, I've been looking at browser option. Like, I've used DuckDuckGo for a while now. I don't really use Google very much. I live my principles, Neil. It's been a real pain in the ass not shopping with Amazon anymore but uh, i i do it i i put myself through that personal suffering to not put a single dime into amazon at this point but there's a browser called brave um i don't know if you've ever heard of it that i've been checking
0: i doesn't it sound dicey that the browser is called brave (laughs) but it's like it's like if you were if you were to click i'm feeling lucky anytime you do a google search i know
1: yeah What's interesting, though, is so I've been using it for my phone for a couple days. It's actually quite nice. It's one of those that's really set up to essentially prevent any sort of access um, that is not uh, like you have to opt into any sort of access for like cookies or trackers or anything like that. There's no there's no actual like monetization of your data. Um, It's it's been nice so far and it, it actually has operated fairly like smooth. Which has been really nice. I think you can also choose what search engine it uh works off of as well. So like when I installed this and went to use it, it offered or well not offered, it asked me to select what search engine I'd like to use. So I could use Google or Bing or whatever. And it gives sort of a, a short and quick description of each one. So they have their own search engine, but it's like if I wanted to stay using DuckDuckGo, using that. Brave uh, browser. I could use the browser paired with the different search engine, and they seem to actually mesh really well.
0: Wait, so just out of curiosity, why are you not using Google and using DuckDuckGo? Because, like, I I have reasons that I'll use Duck Duck Go instead, but I'm not sure if they're the same reasons that uh, uh, I have. I mean.
1: It's it, what is your reasons? Because mine are incredibly flimsy. Just like I have, like I've used Google and encountered the uh, consequences of like Google pretty much fine tuning and perfecting every single piece of like advertising um, coming my way. Like I, I enjoy the privacy and the anonymity of you know not not being tracked and not having my data sold and it it is like very evident now that I haven't used Google in a while and have predominantly used DuckDuckGo for pushing probably close to a year, uh, how much less of my, like how how little um, the internet knows about me at this point in time versus a year ago when it was almost inescapable being confronted with my exact like sort of buying preferences and habits and whatnot
0: like constantly getting jersey Mike's and uh chipotle ads because that's the only places you eat <laughs> no, is that no. is that you oh, No, okay. uh, I, like, but...
1: I is this is this uh sort of a, a confessional meal because i've never eaten at jersey Mike's, but oh, yeah. i did eat at chipotle for the first time in a couple of years the other day and uh not bad i mean hey i like it i have i have nothing bad to say about chipotle I
0: mean, but i don't want them to know that i like it so so the reason i don't use google as much uh, like i'll use it for certain things or just out of convenience yeah because DuckDuckGo
1: has eaten shit on some of the searches i've tried to do where it's just like you can't find this thing that's obvious to find and so i'll opt to google in that case but as long as they can find it even if it's not the first search result but it's within the first couple pages like i'm happy and good but uh please continue
0: Yeah, supposedly, like there's there's something to Google's search engine that that prioritizes, and we're not just talking about like paid ads or like uh, paid priority searches, like because they disclose those things. If I look up a certain guitar model, chances are that like Sweetwater is going to show up on the top and say something along one. What's up? leave us alone anyway. Sweetwater won't leave us alone anyway. I, I love
1: my mic, like my mic stand that I bought from them, but Dude. they are always all over me. It's just like, guys, I already have too many guitars and I don't, I don't need anything Do they call else. you or something? They don't call me, but I do get the personalized email from oh. like, my Sweetwater agent who's just like, what else can I help you with? And it's like,
0: I'm so sorry, man. Like, I'm probably set for life. I, I let my uh, email filtering like split everything up so I can... It does a pretty reasonable job of like... Uh, sending promotions and stuff that I don't care about to one folder, and then I can just go through that while I'm killing time or something, and then, mm-hmm. like, you know, like emails and other categories and so forth. Um, but even outside of that, like, there, there's some... There's some... I'm gonna say tinfoil hat
1: <laughs> homework
0: that people have done to imply that Google prioritizes certain searches over... or certain results or queries over others... Which, sure. like, I'm, I'm not necessarily saying it's China levels of, like, censorship. I don't think it's necessarily censor- censorship, but, like, if if some of these things are true, like, there's a possibility to, like, maybe trying to pe- keep people from looking into specific things, we'll say. Uh, oh, but, sure, yeah. But that could totally be a, a product of, you know, Google learning and understanding what you search and so forth instead of, like... Having a completely clean slate. I mean, so, so one example, like which I think is more a product of like my past searches, is there's a there's a website or a forum called uh, GearSpace.com. It used to be called GearSluts. Uh, no no sort of like objectification of women or anything. It was a term that you know decades back came as a result of people realizing that they had problems buying lots and lots of gear and just continuing to buy gear and talk about and so forth, usually of recording equipment, but also synthesizers and so forth. Um, but so like, I noticed at one point that I just, I have used this site so much that apparently anytime I want to look up some particular microphone model or like a piece of audio equipment or whatever, Like, Gearspace now takes priority over anything else outside of the ads. Like, it's always at the top. It's like, I'm not looking for a forum. I'm just looking for a place to buy this thing. And sure I can click the uh, shopping, uh, like, sub-search or whatever. But, like, maybe I just want to look up, like, information about a particular pair of headphones. And, bam, Gearspace at the top no matter what now. Because apparently my search history is so ingrained with going to Gearspace to kill time Mm -hmm. that that's all I get or that that's always my top search. So like yeah, as you put it, like DuckDuckGo does have like a nice sense of uh like unfiltered.
1: It brings me back to the days of the wild internet. Yeah. You know, like free range wild internet that we used to enjoy as kids. When it was just like I don't know if I can get where I want to go, but the
0: ride is going to
1: be fulfilling nonetheless
0: is that how you stumbled on sites like real ultimate power which is like a website dedicated to ninjas no <laughs> but now i have to find it i i wonder if it's still up boy mm. oh boy and that's when you that's when you found it, it's something like that ultimate power real Ultimate. oh power. yeah no if
1: i if you put in real ul you get real ultimate power are you ready to get pumped <laughs> Click yes if yes. Click no if you're a little baby. <laughs> Where does no take you?
0: Let's see. It takes you to oprah.com. <laughs> Ninjas are mammals. <laughs> Ninjas fight all the time. The real uh, the purpose of a ninja is to flip out and kill people. This is like such a Yahoo or GeoCities uh, GeoCities website, right? RealUltimatePower.net. Oh, the,
1: the best part is actually at the bottom. It says, link to me, comma, by cutting. And then cutting is obviously highlighted in red text and pasting the link box. <laughs> oh, all, the, all material here is the property of Robert Hamburger. So shut your mouth or I will kill you. Copyright 2021. So it's also up to date. It's in, it's in good shape.
0: Well, you say it's in good shape, but like a lot of this, I think most of the front page content is the same as it was, you know, 20 years ago. Sure, yeah, but uh, they they came in and made sure to update the copyright. There's a picture of a there's a picture of a uh, a normal looking lad, boy, man, young man in a dumpster, like he's peeking out of the dumpster, like flipping open the lid, and he's got a pair of nunchaku and. The caption is, this is a picture of my best friend Mark showing off. He's a lot older than me and almost done with puberty, which is braggable. Like classic 90s website humor, man. Yeah. Amazing. You can have JavaScript always set that text to the
1: current year. Thank you, Bob. Hate mail. Good to know
0: letter to those jerks who don't like my webpage. Dear stupid idiots, click above. Wait, what is this? Where does this lead us to? A lot of you have been signing my guestbook saying that I don't know anything about real ninjas, but that's a bunch of bullcrap. You dummies don't know anything and maybe you should get a life. I bet a lot of you have never even seen a girl naked. You idiots believe that ninjas have some, uh, had some code of honor just because you read Ching Chong's Guide to Ninjas and Codes and oh, stuff. Shit. Yeah, right. For the record, I'd like to point out that I am Asian. (laughs) Uh, You shouldn't believe everything you read. If by code of honor you mean code to flip out and go nuts for absolutely no reason at all, even if it means that people might think you were totally insane or sweet, then yeah, uh, then you are right. But if you mean a code to be nice and speak nicely uh, while sharing and not cutting off heads, then you're the biggest idiot ever and that's like 7 exclamation marks there. So if you have any brains you will shut up and get a life. So you uh so go shut up you stupid idiot. No thank you Robert. PS you are dummies.
1: Neil, have you been playing any games? Have you been up to anything?
0: Uh I've been playing uh I've been playing things on stream. Judgment um I don't know, I, I've recovered from that power outage, and to be completely honest with you, even though it shouldn't have been that big of a deal, like I still feel kind of lagged from uh, that past weekend. that like that was a pretty stressful weekend, I feel. I imagine. Oh wait, there, there's one more there's one more thing I need to look up here. Wait, hippos. Oh, maybe I'm not seeing it. Um, what, what have I been playing uh, Judgment a little bit of Dragon's Dogma I think that's all I've gotten to this week I'm yeah I don't know I, I, I will say uh, I, I got Tiffany uh, Hollow Knight for the Switch good choice and, has she played it all before uh, she hadn't played it before uh, but she does like Metroidvanias. She's played like a shit ton of them. Mo- uh, oh, most man. recently she, uh, I think, finished Ender Lilies, which is a... Oh, I've
1: actually I've heard a bit about Ender Lilies and that it will entice you to go back and play Hollow Knight because the combat is maybe a little lackluster comparatively.
0: It's like it, it has a very strange feel because instead of you performing the actions of the attacks, instead it's like, like you have spirits you have stands yeah exactly so you call forth stands for your attacks so it's like you, you play a character that has very low physical uh um oh, well, not Trowist. necessarily saying that like they're they're like not capable physically so to speak but more that like the game kind of gives off that sort of theme like like how you dodge projectiles that are at like head height is you falling forward sort of thing you know like Mm-hmm. as opposed to ducking or doing like a slide that sort of, that sort of thing so like the, the, the character control for the, for the protagonist feels substantially different from uh, in theme and mood than like what you know your, your sands or spirits are doing in comparison but she started playing uh, started playing um, uh, Hollow Knight and her, her first thought was that she was like I don't know if I like this as much as I was hoping for so I'm hoping to get more. She opinions hasn't from gotten. Her. Uh, you need. I I would
1: really push her that she hasn't played Hollow Knight until she gets the Mantis
0: Claw. The Mantis Claw is that like a something that will move? Have you played Hollow Knight, uh-uh. Neil? So I might really? play it after she's done. Oh boy! Oh, you
1: absolutely have to. It is. It is a. It, it's just one of the best Metroidvania style games I've ever played. Better than many Metroids that I've played um and i haven't played any castlevania so i can't make comment on that but i mean just uh, an absolutely phenomenal game and just the fact that you've played and enjoyed a lot of sort of souls like stuff i feel like there are themes and elements in hollow knight that will be very uh like pleasing to you as well but there is a point in this game where you get an item that really changes sort of the mobility of your character um it essentially activates like a little bit of a like wall jump and, and slide, like you essentially can adhere to a wall and slowly slide down it. And that completely alters the dimensions of the game entirely. The combat past that point is much more engaging and um, like tense, and the like platforming and movement is incredibly rewarding. Because it gives you such an, a massive amount of exploration potential. But yeah, I have. I do not have a critique about that game, except there is one quest that is really hard. And my complaint is I am not very. Like, I am just not good enough to do it. And it's the one thing I haven't been able to do in the game. Have and it's you... not the quest that people are thinking of, it's the quest where you can't get hit. And uh, I have a hard time
0: with that. Have you. Uh... Wait, wait, before I ask you anymore, I, I want to point out that the link that Bob shared in, uh, is the real dot net slash ninja slash hippo dot htm and it's just straight up. It's just straight up a uh, a copy paste of the original website, except ninjas replaced by hippos. Replaced by hippos. <laughs> yeah. This except is all the good.
1: images are broken.
0: Um. So going going back to going back to Hollow Knight for a second, um, the sequel is coming out soon, is it not?
1: I mean, I was under the impression that the sequel could have been out last year. I was, I'm under the impression it could be out this year, but it could be out in 2022. There has been actually a lot of hush about Silk Song overall.
0: I think it's really but, insensitive that you are, uh, you know, being so critical about Silk Song's release after a pandemic, Scott. Um, and also i i will say hollow knight is a
1: game that's like made by three people um at least the original was it was it was a work in progress for like i, I don't even re- i remember reading an article and it must be like 8 or 8 or 9 years like it was a huge really long term project um and yeah, I have, I'm not actually trying to critique the yeah, release no, no. I, I'm, schedule I'm also on it.
0: just joking about uh, that to you, of course.
1: But I definitely I ne- I need to be clear that, yeah, I have no expectations on a release, but this type of hype for a game I haven't felt since I was a kid learning about what the fuck Fallout was and seeing that Fallout 3 was going to be a thing and just waiting with bated breath for a year and a half for that game to finally release and then being very satisfied with it because i didn't know what fallout could be and then playing new vegas and being like holy shit it's it's even better it's actually it's actually
0: real good uh (laughs) and then when fallout 4 came out and 76 you were like it's even better uh bummer (laughs) it's amazing i said uh i was i was too lost
1: in the sauce um Silk Song was first announced February 2019. That's correct. So it has been uh 2 years since the announcement of the game and they did show like actually I I'd, I'd say like a solid little 10 minute 15 minute chunk of like gameplay at that point in time in what has to be like a starting area just based upon all the information sort of on screen. But I am absolutely thrilled to play that game when it comes out. It it essentially um it has you playing as a supporting uh a member of the supporting cast like another sort of uh ancillary protagonist in the first game and uh it is inarguable it is inarguable that this character is actually cooler than than you know your your bug in uh, hollow knight like it is sort of the like this character is called hornet Uh, that you play in the sequel and hornet is more or less the gary oak to your ash ketchum like just always sort of a bit of a step ahead of you and uh cooler and better at uh what they're doing even though you defeat them uh from the perspective of the player you know that uh it's not because you're better it's because you got lucky wait but but that's (laughs)
0: not true of gary at all i mean like maybe in the (laughs) anime i know i know i just i'm just teasing in the anime gary is absolutely a scrub to ash at least in the early episodes i think he ends up doing Uh, something cool later on right but but he has a yeah he has a corvette and i think he like burns out on ash in an
1: early episode and i'm just like yeah yeah treat treat me like dirt you're so cool gary i want to be you It, that is sort of the vibe i get with uh hornet's introduction in hollow knight for sure hornet is sort of like one of one of those uh sort of characters that in the original game is like sort of just uh annoyed by your presence initially and like not particularly cooperative um or at least just like sort of testing your resolve in a way that i think is interesting in that game sure and the 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 introduction of her combat and mechanics in that game looks like it is getting very much rolled over and um like expanded in a very creative and interesting way um in the sequel. So absolutely thrilled for that. But I I could speak at
0: intense length about how good of a game Hollow Knight is. It is a must play kind of game. Do either of them have RPG elements to them? So like let's say you're having the tough time with a boss and it's like well i can just grind it up and raise my strength a few digits
1: nope um instead what these games do that is very cool and also once again like shows how adaptable the game is in the difficulty to some degree is they're very similar to dark souls there's no changing difficulty whatsoever but there are all different ways to sort of tweak what your play style or method is using i think they're called badges it might be some sort of uh, it might be another name for these like tokens or trinkets but you can equip badges with a certain number of badge slots and they give you a different sort of like boon one way or another and like so for my playthrough i went very all in on physicality and so i used boons that allowed me to have like further reach with my nail which is your sword in the game or the um ability to like do special attacks with it or um just have like some some alternative um sort of like additions to the nail i think way later i got an ability to let me like swing and release sort of a shockwave you know sort of clouds like blade attack in um super smash bros so It's, like neutral b
0: So I took take it; those badges are things you find over time. So instead of having like an experience system, it's something that you discover as a way to build up your stats.
1: And you buy it with Geo, which is it's blood echoes or souls. Like Geo is essentially the alternative currency that you acquire from defeating enemies and can use for items or badges or you know like upgrading or. Uh, adjusting your maps or opening locations, like it's all—it's a singular currency that has a, a multitude of effects that it spans out into. But the system for the badges that is very cool—that is once again very Dark Souls-esque in how it is—it is never explicitly stated, um, and it is something you can only access through experimentation, almost like fucking powers dancing, where it's just like there's this really cool thing that is incredibly esoteric. Not as esoteric as power stancing, but you could miss it entirely if you don't just sort of like really fiddle around with things and get lucky. But with with badges, you can over-equip badges. Each one has a certain amount of slots that it occupies or that it requires. And if you try and fit a badge that is too big for the available slots in your inventory, like you have, let's say you have three slots, I think maybe that's what you start with, and you equip two one-slot badges, and then you try to equip a two-slot badge, so that's a total of four that you're trying to use, and you're four four out of three available. If you try to attach it there's like sort of a clash sound and, and the badge tries to fit there but then it, it falls back out and if you try it again it crashes and it falls back out but if you keep mashing it in there it finally will stick in there and now you're overcharged on the slots like you are using four out of three slots and you take double damage uh, but you can use the additional badge equipped it is a really cool and interesting mechanic for, like, pushing the boundaries of the game then.
0: Hmm, interesting.
1: Um, really awesome stuff. And I, I cannot, I cannot, like, push you hard enough to play this game after Tiff. But I, I really, really suggest that you put in the time to get this little Mantis Claw. And once you have that, I feel like that is when the game like, really lays on the case for its, uh, for its like, quality and uh, the reason to be sort of interested and engaged. So my next question is, t- just to hop back to Ender Lilies real quick, is Ender Lilies a game where... Yeah, this is interesting. Ender Lilies is a game where when you defeat uh,
0: a character, you access them as a summon? I I would say, she she says sort of yes, but let's not go too far. If I'm going to play it, I would prefer to be as fresh as possible for it. Okay. It doesn't look bad. There
1: is uh, one game that I might sort of slot in between uh, playing, because I haven't gotten to play any more of the Zero Escape series. Oh, sure, sure. Since Yeah, just with all the moving stuff going on. But there might be one game I'm going to slot in between. Uh, and that's going to be uh, a little title called Overboard where you play as a uh, you play as an obvious sort of like I I think your character is even called uh, I think she's named Villainess if I remember correctly but um, she essentially pushes her husband uh, over the uh, deck on this like cruise ship and uh, kills him and you spend the next day essentially trying to set an alibi and frame someone else for his murder before the end of the day
0: oh yeah i think i saw someone else playing this it looks pretty it interesting looks,
1: it looks really charming yeah Nothing um it's it's heavily text-based it looks like but um i can't i just can't wait to try it out it it seems very charming and, and i've heard it's actually um like complex enough that you get a wide variety of sort of options for your uh, like exploration and outcomes. So I'd, I want to give it a crack sometime real soon. Heck yeah. If not playing some today, like I might actually just take a pass on doing any more moving work because I'm exhausted and just
0: play a bunch of Overboard. Sounds like a plan. I'll probably yeah. just be playing... I need to get back to XCOM too, and I just need to be more strict if people want a backseat. Time to s- throw out the ban hammer. All right, I think that does it for this episode of the, uh, of the podcast, Tangential Advisory Podcast episode. Uh, got anything to say before we close, we uh, wrap things up? How long does the season last? Uh, a year or until a dramatic enough change happens that would constitute a new season change. Ooh, Okay. Because I don't think like season chains are dictated by years for other shows. But we all know this was just a means for me to like start on a fresh zero Absolutely. one, you know? Mm hmm. That's all I got.
1: Same I'm uh, excited to play some Overboard. I'm really excited to set up my chair and my computer at the new place and then to get uh, a fancy background like Neil. So
0: I too can be hanging out in my uh, sort of. Uh, Slap paper door office. My uh, Gintama office, my Gintoki office. That's right. See you later, guys. See ya.